Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the water cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast. I haven't said that one in a while. My name is Ryan Saba, the most electrifying voice in sports information, and with me as always. It's me, it's me, it's Lukey C, aka the Bubble Boy. What are we talking about today? The Bubble Boy, for our younger fans out there, is a reference to an episode of Seinfeld, or as Behern from Zero Dark Nerdy calls it Seinfeld. I don't know why he always calls it Seinfeld, but he does. For you younger fans, I don't know. Seinfeld's on, it's on one of the streaming services. Uh, check yeah. it out if you haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, watch it again. So I'm going to say what we're getting, what we're going to talk about today. And then I have a little bit of news. So that's off topic. So today we are going to talk about the return of our second favorite sport, which is the NBA and sort of the, the abbreviated, I guess not abbreviated, but the restart of the NBA season is, is upon us. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about some of our favorite players in the NBA. And then we're going to do a little bit of a, um, of a mock draft, if you will, of our top five starting fives all time. So that should be exciting. Now, before we get into any of that, do I look any different to you? Yeah. I'm not talking about the camera. I just mean in general, do I look any different to you? The answer is yes, and I'll tell you why. You are looking at the newly crowned 2015 BCS national champion head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats. We just beat, just before this, not to steal Barstool Big Cat's whole spiel that he's doing, but we just beat the Oklahoma Sooners in the BCS National Championship game, 28-21. It's year five of the dynasty down there, um, down there in Southern Ohio. I, I just, I want to talk about this a little bit because I think it's important. Did it take you a little bit longer than you were expecting? Five yeah. years. Five seasons. Ooh, that's a Five long seasons. What I'll say is this. It was a little bit of a comeback redemption season. Last year, we went undefeated, and we lost to Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl by, like, four touchdowns. I got absolutely demolished, destroyed. So we came back, went, un went undefeated again. So we're on, like, a 25-game winning streak. Went in there 28-21, beat the Bucs in Columbus. We had a four-game stretch where we beat the Bucs in Columbus, went down to the Bayou, beat LSU, beat Texas at Texas and then beat Purdue in, in my simulated uh, dynasty. Purdue's actually a pretty good team, and they steal a lot of recruits from me, so I had to go up there and, and beat the brakes off of them. So we're very excited about that. Big, big news. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. My contract is up. There's a team up north that if they come calling, we may, we may go to that maize and blue. So more to come on that the Dude, next time around. Your career. Huh? That'd be really unfortunate for your career. So the Bucs went eight and four. They they couldn't get over that loss to them Bearcats. So ah, so I know eventually they I knew eventually they they get to those four or five losses you talked about before last season. <laughs> this is fake, and it's 2015 for Christ's sake. <laughs> I just saw Paul Feinbaum say he thought Ryan Day was the second best coach in college football <laughs> earlier this week. So we'll save college football talk for uh, a few weeks. So let's talk about the NBA. You know, the NBA is gearing up for the return of their season. They're going into the bubble in Orlando and Disney World. You know, some key dates there. 7-1, that's today, right? It's the hard deadline for players to opt out. I think that's critical because there's a lot of players that are, that are opting out. It doesn't sound like Kyrie Irving is going to play. A lot of players have been testing positive for COVID. So, you know, not going. I'm trying to think who else. DeAndre Jordan was one. Somebody just yesterday 
tested positive and, and isn't going. So today is the last day for players to opt out of those teams that 16 teams or whatever. No, not 16. 22. The 22 teams that, that, have been, that have been invited. So we'll see there. 7-7 seven, seven through 7-9. Seven, so what, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week, teams are going to be traveling to Orlando, which is interesting. They're getting them there. They're going to kind of seclude them for a while. 7-9, so they're going to kind of start practice right after that last travel day. 7-9 through 7-21 is a training camp, which, you know, we've seen a lot of players come out and talk about how difficult winning a championship is going to be in this format. So they, they basically are starting their season over. They're going to go through a two, two-and-a-half-week training camp. The 22nd of July through the 29th, they're going to do inter-squad scrimmages. I think this is worse than the NFL preseason. These guys are going to be chomping at the bit to play real games. So July 30th is the actual beginning of the restart. It's the start of the season. They're going to play eight regular season games. That's going to lead up to a, a potential play-in tournament on the 15th of August. And it's just for the eighth seed. It's really going to depend on the, the position of the ninth seed. If they're four games or fewer behind the eighth seed, there will be a little play-in series. If the, eighth, if the team that's currently in the eighth seed win one game, they become the eighth seed. The ninth seed has an option for a double elimination. So if they beat that team twice, they become the eighth seed. So 8-17, the playoffs begin. The conference finals are set to begin on September 15th. And the NBA Finals are set to begin on September 30th. So it's just going to be so weird <laughs> with, with football, college football, you know, NFL, college football, hockey, base. Everything's going to be on, hopefully, right? Hopefully everything's going to be on all at once. Say all this with a caveat, uh, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, in September. I just saw that Adam Silver said yesterday that if they, if they keep popping positive cases, that they, that they won't have the season. But – Talk to me what you think about the bubble itself, this whole Orlando thing. Just any thoughts you have about format, these teams, what you're excited to see, obviously, besides LeBron. But, you know, just talk about it a little bit. It's crazy what's happening. Yeah, right there's, there's, there's a, lot, uh, a lot to talk about and a lot to unpack just, just in that, just getting to the bubble. You know, I heard what she said about Adam Silver saying they might look at canceling everything if they keep getting these positives but I think they knew positives were coming for one these guys uh, all across the NBA and across every sports league have been testing positive for since all this stuff started Rudy Gobert was the one that shut the whole thing down in the first place and then ever since then you just have guys throughout the league you know even marquee guys like Kevin Durant had it early on and uh, you just see a lot of a lot of positives so I think that they knew that this stuff was coming and a lot of the coaches I've heard are just a little worried about it, just unsure, but none of them have really talked about not going. I listened to the Hoop Collective with uh, Brian, uh, Brian Windhorse and Jackie Mack, yeah. and they talked about a lot of the teams, you know, especially some of those ones in the East at the lower end there, you know, they're not, they're not real excited about it just because they don't really see how much they can gain from it you know, the, the experience, but you know, it's not going to be like normal playoff experience with this since gyms will be mostly empty, but I, I just think it's just a, an interesting case study altogether. The, the positive test stuff is, is funny because the, the PGA tour, you know, as we know, is back there through three weeks. Now they're losing about six guys a week, either they're testing positive or their, their caddies are testing positive and other guys are just pulling out out of what they're calling, quote, an abundance of caution. That's their phrase, not mine. So, and they're, they're not a real bubble. You know, they're, they're traveling. They, they're, they call it a bubble, but they're, they're flying to these, to these golf courses, different states. They've, they've already been through three different states. In private um, jets. Yeah, and they did, they did get a charter. They did announce last week going from Connecticut, to where they play this week, in Detroit this week. So they have chartered, they chartered jets and stuff. So, but there's still volunteers that live in Michigan that have been in Michigan for the past, you know, four, four weeks since the tour started that are volunteering to help the tournament. So it's not really a bubble. So it'll be interesting to see how they keep the integrity of that bubble up. And just a lot of the fun stuff with, I don't know if you've read any of the stuff, Shams is, is pretty on top of it talking about what the, what the hotels look like and what the accommodations are going to be. They did roll back recreational drug testing for these guys. Yeah. Since they're basically going to go seven weeks from next week on uh, when they start arriving until the playoffs start and some of those teams are eliminated. 
so that they can bring some of their family members in. So they're going that whole time, just basically teams, limited coaching staff, limited physio, all that. So it'll just be really interesting to see how it all plays out. But it looks like looks like it's going to be a go here. We'll see what happens what over the think? next couple of weeks. Look, I think the dynamic of this whole situation is so fascinating. Just playing almost an entire regular season, stopping for four months, restarting the season, and, and really just playing like a preseason. Those, regular, those eight regular season games are just going to be like preseason games. And then jumping right into the playoffs. You know, there's obviously advantages for – teams who were banged up and had injuries. Uh, there's obvious, you know, disadvantage disadvantages for older teams, the guys getting back into the flow of things. Well, if you'd watched that 2K tournament early, early on when this stuff all started during first, when quarantine first came out, a couple of the guys, I think uh, one of the guys from the Heat that, part, that played, you know, he, he lived in an apartment. He's like, I haven't touched a ball in weeks. And, I mean, yeah. that, was, that was early on. That was before – facilities had opened back up what was that last month or yeah but Giannis basically said this week or last week that all they do is lift weights and shoot jump shots like that's all they've been doing right they're not going to be anywhere close to game shape he probably needs to shoot some jump shots one positive case we'll use the Lakers as an example shit let's use the Clippers as an example Kawhi Leonard gets it right you're done you're done. It's, you know, once the playoffs start, if you if you have to sit out for two weeks or whatever. Well, they have it. They have it designed so each each round of the playoffs is two weeks. So yeah. basically, if you do if you do test positive, though, you you're, you're definitely done for that round. And yeah, and and it's just like if if one superstar gets it, his team's done. Think about like if role players, four or five of your role players get it, like all of a sudden your team depth is gone. There's going to be an accelerated timeline on this. There's less travel, so the NBA can stack the games closer together. So, you know, older teams are at a disadvantage. Younger teams, like, I, you know, I'll, I'll say the Celtics, you know, young, deep teams like the Celtics are at an advantage. So just the whole dynamic is, is fascinating to me. I don't know how much of an advantage that is, but I, I get what you're saying. With that being said, you know, I picked the Clippers and the Celtics to go to the finals in our in – our, preview episode oh, you on the box didn't you have the Bucks? no you had the Bucks, or did you have the Sixers I had the Sixers I had the yeah Lakers. so I no, I picked the Celtics I had Lakers um, and Sixers so I, I feel really good about my pick I think the Lakers are in trouble I think Avery Bradley I think that's a big loss for them a lot of people go Avery Bradley but you know he's their third best defender he's probably their best perimeter defender that, that's he's a big fine. loss for them he's um, fine but you know they're, they're, I bet you didn't get 70% of them from their from the replacement they signed from a guy who hasn't played basketball in two years that's opposed to playing a bunch of, against a bunch of guys that haven't played in four months I mean good point that's I a good think, point I just think that the, I think that that's a little it's a little overblown but well, I mean that's that's semantics we can get into that I don't, I don't no know. yeah and look I, I think the younger teams have an advantage here quicker turnaround times those guys their their bodies are different than older guys I mean not everybody's LeBron you know so with that Let's talk about – I think this is interesting. We can, we can talk about who we think is going to win and, and those kind of things. But, you know, I think we talk about that down the road prior to everything resetting. Let's just kind of have some general conversation here. And I think we can do this two different ways. And I'll, I'll give a little background preface. So Luke and I oftentimes text throughout the day. He gets bored and he misses me, so he sends me <laughs> – random texts just to see how I'm doing make sure that I'm you know we're still friends and all that yesterday I don't I don't even know how it started but oh Dame Lillard's on the cover of the new NBA 2k game so we started getting this conversation about our top five so I think there's 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 two one of two ways we can do this I think we can talk about who we actually think our top five players are in the NBA or we can talk about the guys that we enjoy watching. My list is going to be more of the latter. There's about six or seven guys that are considered the best any order that they would fall in. I think that's a little boring. You, I think we can go back and forth if you want to. I know that you get a little discouraged when we go all the way down our list. It's feedback I get from Luke. So if you want to start with your fifth guy, 
And I want to say this, you know, and, and I don't know if you picked up the reference yesterday. There's a most deaf song where he talks about how he's the shot clock. He's above the game. I don't yeah, think I we should allow LeBron in this conversation because LeBron's like the shot clock. It's so easy to say, oh, my God, I've been watching LeBron for 17 years. Like he's still, believe it or not, he's still my favorite player to watch. I guess if you want to pick LeBron, you can. I'm not going to. And I prefaced it with that. So why don't you go ahead I think if you have any honorable mentions, you can point them out now, or you can just go right into five. I mean, I think some of my honorable mentions might be might be talked about here by one of us anyway. So um, I'm just going to go right into five, starting with the young guy. Since Bron is on the list, one of my honorable mentions had made the list here. So we're, we're starting with Luca. Okay. Luca Dante. Five. At five. At five. He's got a chance to really rise, but you know what he's done is really incredible. Second-year player was right there through the uh, <laughs> through the MVP race there, and uh, he's got the he's got the Mavs playing really good basketball. He's got a chance to really rise. I think they had a chance. Uh, I think they made a, a great move with with Porzingis, but just the way he he uh, just commands everything and, and just the way he plays is just so much fun. He he gets to the basket. He can shoot. He's bigger. I know he he's not really listed as a point guard, but I mean, basically, he's he's a playmaker. So on NBA 2K, they got him as a two guard. Yeah, I it, hate it, it. It's strange. I mean, it's it's really the NBA anyway is positionless, but he handles the ball. He does a little bit of everything, and I I, I don't know. I, I don't really see many, if any, weaknesses here. Yeah. But uh, he's just he's just fun to watch. He's energetic. He's the total package, and he's he's going to be around for a long time. And I I really like what the Mavs are doing. Yeah. So I, I do have a couple honorable mentions, and I don't think that you're going to name any of these guys. But these are guys, you know, I've had the NBA package over the years. D'Angelo Russell's a guy that I love. Patrick Beverly's a, a guy that I, I just really good. Nikola Jokic is one that he's just an underrated guy. You know, doesn't I, I, get I a lot. Say, though, I, do get, I do get tired of watching him at the end of games when he's just like. Yeah, I mean, look. But they said that his he's transformed his body during the during the pandemic. So well, he's one that he's one that tested positive. So we'll see when he's able to get over here. Yeah, he got that COVID fifteen man. And Devin Booker, Devin Booker's one that I I love that kid. Uh, he's you know obviously trapped in Phoenix, so that's a tough one. Number five on my list is John ja Morant, the front runner for the Rookie of the Year. Uh, mostly because Zion was hurt for the majority of the season. But regardless, he is the front runner for the rookie of the year. He reminds me sort of like a, a young D Rose with a jumper or maybe like a, a young Westbrook, Russ Westbrook, that actually like passes and gets his teammates involved. You know, he's freakishly explosive. That kid is is un, unbelievable. A lot of his videos that have been, you know, he's been hooping in the gyms and stuff during COVID. He's just, he's crazy. But, uh, you know, not only is he explosive, but he's got incredible vision, uh, you know, as a playmaker. So he's a player. I loved watching him. You know, obviously, I enjoyed watching him this year, too. So uh, that's number five on my list. Who you got it for? So like we talked about earlier, this list is kind of jumbled. It's not always just favorite guys or guys that I like to watch play. It's my favorite guys, guys that I like to root for. This is a guy that I like to root for. Hard nose. He's got a crazy backstories. Jimmy Buckets. Big fan. He plays with fire. Not the greatest shooter, but, uh, you know, he, he always just wants to speak his mind and he's going to do what he wants to do. And I'm, I've just kind of always been a fan of, of that type of player. Not to mention he's a good follow on, on social media. So Not, not, not real to, nice to his teammates, though. See, I knew we were going to we get here. But uh, anyway. I, mean, I don't have a problem with it. Those kids were lazy. Not, I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but, you know, he got – run out out of two organizations no, i understand a, i understand and then uh you know one of the greatest execs of all time recruited him and actually he's got them in the thick of things you know heading into the bubble here kind of a out, out of i don't know if it's out of nowhere but i don't think many people expect him to be this good jimmy was a guy that jimmy's a guy that i really like to like root for my number four guy one half of the splash brother not the half that most people think uh, clay thompson I think Klay Thompson is one of, if not the most underrated players in the NBA. I think that playing with Steph and, and, and Kevin Durant has, I don't think the casual average fan realizes how important he is to that team and how good he really is. He catches fire at the biggest times. We've talked, referenced Clay games. 
he saved that team on a, on a number of occasions. He had 37 points in a quarter, the most in NBA history. Think about that. 37 points in a quarter. Mm-hmm. It's 12 minutes. And I don't even think he played the full 12. I think he did that in like eight or nine minutes. He had 14 threes in a game, which is an NBA record. And I think probably one of the most memorable games for me of his was game six of the 2016 Western Conference Finals against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, That was a game where he had 41 points. So for those of you that uh, in 2016, the the Cleveland Cavaliers came back from a 3-1 deficit to beat the 73-win Warriors in the NBA championship. Well, in the round before, Kevin Durant was on the Oklahoma City Thunder and Golden State came back from 3-1 to beat them. Uh, Golden State won game five fairly easily, but in game six, they were down, you know, double digit. Golden State was down double digits, and Clay just absolutely took that game over. He had an NBA record 11 threes. He hit like eight of them in the second half. He is such an important player to that team, and I don't think history is going to remember him the way that he should be. So Clay is a guy that 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 I love watching, and it's it's certainly a lot easier for me to to talk about these things post LeBron in the Cavs uniform. So he also that, had that game that, where he scored like 60 points and took like nine dribbles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you so know, look, he gets overshadowed, but, and he plays great defense too. Don't forget that. I mean, he always, he's plays, plays great defense. So who you got at number three? Before I move on to number three, I'm going to show oh. you my favorite picture of Clay Thompson and we'll post this on our socials, but uh, just real quick here, take a look at that. 24 minutes, five points, fouled out. Having fun at the finals, baby. Having fun bad, at the finals. a bad game. <laughs> you know? No, I, I, it's hard to hate Clay just because I mean, he's just so aloof and just goofy. Uh, they but, said to him, they said, what do you do in your free time? He said, uh, shoot. <laughs> they said, well, when you're not playing basketball, what do you do? He looked and he said, shoot. <laughs> So, you know, he's just one of those guys. He, he's a dog guy, too. He's got pit bull, a pit bull or, or multiple pit bulls. So, you know, he's a man of my heart. So who you got at three? Let's see here. Another one of my favorite players. Very recently was in the runner-up or the MVP race not many people saw. Big fan of his. Was very, very close to being a Cavalier. The trade was agreed to, and the owner of his team at the time backed out. But Paul George is, is there. It wasn't the owner. It was the general manager. Yes, yes. The right. owners agreed to it. You're right. The owners yeah. agreed to it and the GM. Whoever um, that GM was had something against the Cavs for some reason. Yeah, he wasn't going to send him to help us. Yeah, but, uh, fucking, fucking but, yeah, guy. Paul George, um, you know, that – horrific leg injury with at the uh with team usa took him a while to come back from that but um it's another guy who you know i I just appreciate you know it is kind of a weird move to sign a contract extension and i think he's got a little bit of beta tendencies there i don't think you'll ever win big with him as your number one but i think he's the best number two that that you can get right now just really enjoy watching him play. He, like I said, he, he does kind of, he does tend to shrink a little bit in those big moments, but yeah, I don't think he, he came into the league. He was only like 20, I think two years at Fresno and yeah. it took him a while to get used to it. And he was just starting to hit his stride when he had that injury, but he's, he's regained it. Like you said, he was runner up or third, third most votes for the MVP two years ago, kind of come down from that a little bit. He had sh- shoulder surgery in the off season, but hadn't gotten to play much with Kawhi. So it's, you know, that's another interesting thing about this bubble is they got eight games to try and figure it out here yeah. before the playoffs start. So he's another guy that's had some memorable playoff performances against against my guy. Yeah. Against against LeBron. You know, he always would get up, you know, when LeBron was in, in was in uh, Miami and also when he came back to Cleveland. So I appreciate Paul George. He's another two way player. I like those guys. I like those guys that, that play defense. So it's a great pick. I'm going to take the other guy on that team. My number three guy's Kawhi Leonard. You know, he's really coming off that improbable playoff run and championship last year. Obviously, Kevin Durant gets hurt. Clay blows out his knee. Golden State, a lot of dominoes had to fall for Toronto to win that way. But, you know, when you have a player like Kawhi, who's, he's a superstar, you know, that, that guy keeps you in, keeps you in games, keeps you in series. And you know what, if, if you're only down four, when 
the star player falls out for the other team or gets hurt or whatever, you're in position, right, to, to win. So he kept that team hanging around. I think, obviously, combination of him and, you know, Kyle Lowry finally showed up. That dude was the invisible man. LeBron was his kryptonite. So hopefully Toronto doesn't make it to the finals and has to play the Lakers. Uh, but enough beating up on, on uh, Kyle Lowry. But, you know, Kawhi's a two-way player, really in every sense of the word. He is the best perimeter defender in the NBA. He locks down the best players. I mean, there's no – even – I hesitate to use the word afraid, but I will say that LeBron does not like it when Ka- Kawhi Leonard guards him. And I don't think LeBron doesn't like it when anybody – you know, I don't think he has those same emotions with anybody else. Oh, yeah, there's a clip from uh... – from the finals first or second one yeah where, where he checked yeah. in and he's Kawhi, and fuck. yeah i mean he was at the foul line fuck so yeah. you know and that was 21 year old Kawhi, and i think right now he's at his peak powers you know he's a humble guy which i like you know and i think he really embraces being sort of the the anti-superstar you know what i mean and and, and i like that about him i you know normally i don't like those guys i i, I like the loud the boisterous Believe it or not, I know it's hard to imagine that I would like people that were, you know, loud and boisterous and obnoxious, but I do. And, uh, you know, he's sort of the opposite of that. He's the anti-superstar. I think he, you saw last year when they won the, the championship, when he did the ha-ha, you know, he made fun of himself a little what bit. Do, baby. Um, yeah, what to do, baby. You know, so I, I like him. He's, he's, a fun, he, he's a fun guy, but you got it too. Hey, no argument there, Kawhi. I do enjoy watching him play, but I just like a little bit more personality. Nothing wrong with that pick there. Okay. I think he's got personality, man. I just think he, he's one of those guys that doesn't show his personality in the media. That's he fair. likes to keep his private life private. Yeah, that's fair. You know, the story of him riding the Tahoe for several years into his NBA career, his old like 98 Tahoe or a Tahoe or was well, a blazer or something. One but. of those, I, I'm trying to think who it was. Like Matt Ryan or something, drove like a like a like a conversion van or something for like his first five or six years. So, uh, you know, but anyway, number two is I will always defend this guy. I love him. We, I know, I know you will. <laughs> you know, he's got the best handle in the league. He is. I will say he is. It is exhausting sometimes, but strictly from basketball perspective. He is so much fun to watch as Kyrie Irving. Best handles in the league, you know, and he shows up in big spots. Like, he's not afraid. Uh, he's not afraid That's to take the biggest big shot in NBA history. You know, and then, uh, you know, not to mention game five, the 41 points just to get to game six, you know, facing elimination. He's got a couple 50-point games. One of them came in San Antonio against the Spurs. The kid that LeBron was LeBron was hurt in that game, or maybe – I'm trying to think where they Kyrie keep- was just hit- – yeah, they came Bomb in threes. They were down like nine with like. Yeah, but LeBron, I think he, LeBron went out of that game. He wasn't playing in the fourth quarter. Okay, but uh, I mean, but either way, I mean, the, he is so much fun to watch. He's one of the best finishers. Um, you know, if you you could find a highlight package of him just finishing at the rim, just leaving guys, just leaving them and getting to the rim. It's just so much fun to watch him play and handle and. Uh, you know, obviously, like we said before, biggest shot in NBA history, definitely the biggest shot in Cavs history. So, special place in my heart for Kyrie Irving. I mean, I love Kyrie, but I think that his his attitude and his just sort of – Look, you're not going to get any pushback from me on any of that because, like I said, it's it's exhausting sometimes. Um, I think it I'm holds him – no longer on my team. Yeah, I think it holds him back, I, honestly. Like, I think he's just so – I think he's so miserable and <laughs> – you know, it, it, it goes beyond kind of trying to find chips on your, you know, trying to find motivation. Like, I just think generally he's not a happy guy for whatever reason. I think things make him unhappy, obviously. You couldn't be in a better situation than he was in Cleveland. And he found a way to, you know, sabotage that. So I love Kyrie. I'll always love Kyrie. But uh, my guy at number two is a guy I'd rather have over him. And that is the source of this whole conversation. And that is my boy, BGD, big game Dame, Dame Lillard. Um, Wait, when he wins a big game. Hey, if he played with LeBron, What's he, he could hit like, big shots too. He's got like two, two playoff series wins, three. I mean, listen, man, I like him. This is, this is my list. Remember, we do this all the time. This is my list. 
Uh, I think he's an absolute beast, and I think he has no conscience. There's no shot that's too long for him. Last year in the playoffs against Oklahoma City, he had a 37-foot three-point step back. I'm not going to lie. That was over Paul George. Cold as hell. Over Paul George to Paul win George the game. Like, well, he's not going to shoot that. Like, he's like, he's not going to shoot that. There's just no way. And then he just. Well, he's done that, that a few fun. times. I mean, he, yeah. he steps up big I'm, in the play. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. You know, only Steph and Harden, and, and this is an actual stat, right? Only Steph and James Harden make more long threes. And the long threes is like two feet or more behind the actual three-point three, three point line. So, you know, he takes and makes big shots, especially in the playoffs. He's fun to watch. You know, and he's, he, you know, he's cocky. He's got a little swagger. I like that. But he also seems like he's a guy that is a good teammate. I don't think you would get teammates that would talk badly about him. Never heard um, a bad word about him. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, look. Except for maybe maybe Westbrook might, might have some words. <laughs> yeah, you know, but those two got a they, – they got a thing, man. That's fun. And, you know, it's fun to watch. But Russell Westbrook fights with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he just – he fights with himself I, sometimes. Like, I've never seen a person that has more anger. Like, he is the angriest person alive. There's nobody angrier than Russell Westbrook. Anyway – Dame's my number two, big game Dame. Love him, love him, love him. Who's your number one? Fair player to watch right now, outside of LeBron James, because that's just unfair. Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, you, you do hear a lot. You know, I think it was Harden and him went back and forth, which was fun there for a little bit, right, be- right before quarantine and all this started. But, um, you know, he's like, watching him just dunk isn't fun. I'm like, I disagree completely. Watching him grab a rebound and take like four steps down the court and then just launch towards the rim and just hammer it is fun. I love yeah, watching, watching James Harden isn't fun. <laughs> yeah. Like the guy, oh, I, go ahead. There are, there are legit criticisms to his game. You know, it's taken him a while to learn how to shoot. Some might say he still hasn't learned, uh, but he is up is he, over. Is he 24? He is 25. Okay. He's up over 30% from three this season so far. And he's taken more of them, taken more of them this year than he has in any other year. So it's a big improvement. He's, he's learning how to do it. But like, I mean, we, we talked about Paul George coming into the league. Like this guy was even more raw. And I remember, I remember when they, when they drafted him, I think that they take him like 14th overall or something like that. I don't think, and maybe it was that low. I don't know. 15th. It was 15th overall in 2013. The footage that you saw of him was just like these grainy, outdoor videos but he's three-time all-nba two-time all-defensive he can really do it all like he he's like i we've talked about this on this podcast before i've said it here he's kind of like the next evolution and it's just it's fun to watch and if he does learn how to shoot i don't know what you do because he can get to the rim at will and even if you slow him down he's so long that it doesn't matter he can still he can still get his shot off at the rim and so he's going to become unstoppable here if he learns how to shoot one of the things that lebron did really in his mid to late 20s was in the offseason he used to work out with Hakeem Olajuwon. Mm -hmm. I think that Giannis should work with Hakeem Olajuwon. I think that that would help him. I think if he started to develop more more post moves, he can dunk all day, but if he started to develop dream shake and and like a a sky hook, he wouldn't have to learn how to shoot threes because he would really be unstoppable. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of, of Giannis. I do enjoy watching him. It's just he's not on my list. No problem with that. That's my list. Number one for me, I mean, my favorite player in the NBA is, is Luka, Luka Doncic. I, I love him. I, I mean, I, I just, I really don't know what to say. He's the rookie of the year winner. I think he's a perennial MVP candidate moving forward. Maybe, I think he could actually win a couple, man, maybe one or two. I, but I think he's a guy that's, you know, two, three, four for the next 10, 12, 13 years. Well, once he starts to hit, you know, what, what how old is he, 21, 20? Yeah, he's 21 years old. So once he starts to hit that, that like real prime, you know, 25, 26, 27, I mean, some of these guys are going to be aged out or if we're going to be fatigued on them, you know, guys like Giannis, guys like Kawhi. Like they were saying that about LeBron too. Yeah, but he hasn't won an MVP. In... LeBron, LeBron may still be winning MVPs when Luca's 30. So <laughs> he hasn't won an MVP in a long time, but, but yeah, I get what you're saying. He plays the game different. We talked about this on our players under 25 conversation. You know, he's got that European style where they're, they're just crafty. I mean, he plays the game different. You know, he's 6'7". He's like 230. He's got, he's got a thick build, but he is athletic. He's sneaky athletic. Yeah, super patient, fearless. You know, he takes crazy step-back threes and makes them. Deep threes, makes them, you know, does the Dirk 
one-legged step-back jumper on the baseline, those kind of things. And he's unselfish. I mean, he's the total package from a talent perspective. And you kind of pointed that out when you talked about me earlier. The best way that I would describe him is, you know, it's a baseball term. I mean, he is a five-tool player. He reminds me like a Ken Griffey Jr. He can run, he can hit, he can throw, he can, you know, what, you know, he's got speed, he can do everything. When we were kids, I'm a couple years older than you, so... You know, you knew Ken Griffey Jr. was coming before he got to the Mariners and started really dominating. You know, Luca, you you talked about the grainy video from Giannis. I go back to like Darko Milicic and some of those guys. You didn't have that with Luca. You had fucking 4K high definition video of him playing. Yeah, he started playing in the Zero League when he was like, 15. yeah. But you knew he was the European guy. I'm trying to think what Fran Fischilla. Fran Fischilla is the guy on ESPN that that really goes over and scouts the European guys, and and he had he had uh, Luca pegged, uh, Jay Billis had him pegged. I love the kid. I love watching him play. He's fun. He's exciting, and it's going to be interesting to watch that team over the next several years if Porzingis can stay healthy. I mean, their top like four or five guys are all non-American. Uh, you got Porzingis, you got Doncic. They're power forwards uh, from somewhere else. Uh, I played with them in 2K, so I, I know. Matthews that, might be like their best American. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, they got J.J. Barea still, <laughs> for Christ's sake. Yeah. Uh, that's my list. So I'll, what, I'll, now, move higher, I'll move him up higher my list if he changes that jersey number. <laughs> yeah, what is he, 77? Yeah. Yeah, that's a little weird to me. I mean, he, he should be like a zero or a one. That's a zero thing. Know? We'll let it slide. I, I, I like that. All right. So this is going to be fun. You better hope I don't get the number one pick. We have been texting a lot about this all-time starting five. I think that our all-time starting fives are going to be really different, which is, which is fine, which makes this really easy. So do you want to draft a guy at each position? Yes. I, I was sitting here and I was thinking about you and your whole positionless basketball thing. We're not doing that. We're playing positioned basketball. So that's fine. The position that the player has played or is the most recognized for playing in their career. We'll do a snake style. Whoever gets, you know, first pick, next two, next. Basically, the first pick and the last pick are the only times you're not picking twice in a row. Do you want to flip the coin and yeah. I'll call it? Can I call it? Yeah. All right. You ready here? Yes. I am going. I, look, I trust you. A tail? I, I, what's the tail? What is that? 2017. Effigy Mountains. Iowa. All right. I'm going tails. All right. You ready? I'm going tails. It's heads. Can I defer? Okay. Can I defer the first pick? No, it doesn't work that way. Ooh. All right. I, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think about this at all. <laughs> now I might have to do some gamesmanship since I got that number one pick. Well, come on, dude. All right. If you don't – you better take him at number one because he ain't going to be there at, uh, at, what, four? All right. So, number one, number one pick. Hold on. I got to get my – I got to get my list. I got to keep track of this here. Team, team Luke selects at small forward from Akron, Ohio, LeBron James. St. Vincent, St. Mary High School. LeBron, Ramon James. No, no shockers there. Oh, man. See, here's the problem. <laughs> I'm going to pick the guys that I like the most. All right, so obviously with the number two pick, I'm going with Michael Jordan. I don't, I don't know if, if, if that's – I mean, that's strong. You said that like there's some debate. That's strong. That's a strong – that's a nice pick. <laughs> I'm going to go with Michael Jordan, and I'm going to go with Magic Johnson. Nice. That was, that was going to be – I was going to take – I was hoping you had the number one pick and took Jordan. I was going to follow with LeBron and Magic. Next two to you. All right. See, now, now we're getting tough. So, Well, it's tough because you already took a small forward. 
<laughs> I mean, there's only one other small forward that's really in play here. That's right. And see, the thing is, you might have the center. You know, I, I, I think I might surprise who won. There's four guys at center that I could that I could live with. Same. So I'm gonna go with power forward Tim Duncan. It's a good one. That's a fucking good pick. And I'm gonna take my pick at center and go with I'm going with Shaq. Um might be a little controversial here. That's a good pick. <laughs> I wouldn't have taken him, but that's a good pick. Yeah, it might be a little controversial, but uh I'm going I'm going with Shaq. A little. I, look, I think if these teams line up and they play, right, everybody in their prime, like on a 2K or whatever, you know, Shaq is going to dominate whoever. That's my thing. I think that's, I think that's important. All right, so I got the next two. So this is easy. So, like, I could, I could float on a couple guys, but. I'm, I'm, I'm not even looking at anything. I'm looking at myself. Like, I'm just, I'm thinking – I don't power, know. Power forward's a little, t- a little, a little thin. It's not that. It's not that hard. I mean, you know, I think you're pretty locked in at, at uh, small forward here, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Larry Bird at, power, at, at small forward. Who were you debating there? I was thinking about taking Kevin Durant. To That's, be honest with you, that, that might have been who I would have taken. To know? be honest with you, but man, dude, fucking Larry Bird, man, like he. When he before he got back problems, when you watched, look, those teams in the '80s, man, like like the Lakers and the Celtics had superstars. The Celtics had Hall of Famers on their bench for Christ's sake. Bill Walton and and Vinnie Johnson's or uh, um, uh, Dennis Johnson. So, so dude, your team's um, shaking up pretty fucking good, like the '92 Dream Team already. <laughs> yeah, I do. So I guess. It doesn't really matter who I take because you've you right. you've got you've got those two. I'm gonna go. This is just more of a statement about the type of team that I build, um, that I'm building. I want a team of winners. I'm gonna go with Bill Russell. I think Bill Russell has the best chance of slowing Shaq down because Kareem and Wilt sure as fuck aren't. No, I did have Kareem ahead of Bill Russell. But I did have him behind Shaq simply because if we're lining up and playing, I'm taking Shaq. Yeah, I know. I mean, but, Shaq these. You know, I, I get it. So I'm stuck here pretty much with point guard and shooting guard. Shooting guard is pretty easy there. I'm taking late Kobe Bryant. Rest, rest in peace. What can you say about Kobe Bean, man? That hasn't already been said. And then uh, to round out my draft here, I got to take a point guard. I only I, I went through and had four people in each pool. So you made a list. Like like I told I said to do that and then I didn't do it. I'm gonna go with Big O, that point guard. Oscar Robertson. I'm gonna let that happen. He was a fucking small forward. <laughs> he he didn't play point guard. Like he played point I'll, guard. I'll let it go. I'll he let it go. He played point guard. I'll let it go. All right. So who and who are you finishing up with? Let's see. Yeah, you got a, you got a, you got a tough. You got you basically have three. You know choices. what? I'm gonna go a little off the cuff here. I'm not gonna go with one of your traditional historic great power forwards. I'm gonna go with a guy that I absolutely loved when he was young. Disliked him a little bit as he got older, but when he became an elder statesman and went back to the team that he played for when he was younger, I thought he was very, very likable. And I'm going to go with the big ticket. I'm going to go with Kevin Garnett. I think that. When did he go back? He put the, his last season after he, he played with Minnesota his last oh, season. That's right. After flip, after flip was gone. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with the big ticket. I, I just, you know, Charles Barkley was six, six. He wasn't a winner. Carl dude. Malone wasn't a winner either. I'll tell you my list. I had I had Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett both ahead of Carl Malone and uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah, so that was kind of off the cuff for me, but I'm going with KG. I don't think it's you know I, I don't hate it. Like I said, I, I had Garnett number two. The only thing is I might I might have taken Kareem over Bill, but 
All right, so my team, LBJ, Duncan, Shaq, Kobe, and Oscar. So I'm going to tell you, you already got animosity in your locker room. What? Kobe and Shaq, man. They made up, baby. They made up. This is in their primes, man. So there's trouble right there. I see I see my team in five, just like just like Shaq and Kobe did to uh, AI. We'll put this on social media. Let's go and for we'll it. get we'll get some who would you rather feedback from the fans. I just I think that my team I can your team is a is a is a list of individuals surrounding LeBron. My team's an actual like a team team. Like, imagine Magic running the break with Jordan, KG, and Larry Bird. Like, Larry going out to the corner for a corner three, KG diving into the basket, and Jordan just kind of doing, you know, going down on the block for a fadeaway. I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I love my team. Did any of those guys play at a time when a fast break was appropriate? Have you ever heard of Showtime? Hey, Youngblood, go, uh, go watch – Go Google uh, Showtime Lakers, Magic running the break. You ever you know, see Blue Chips? Hey, hey, hey. You, ever <laughs> see, you ever see Blue Chips? Shaq can run the floor. It's a movie, dog. Like, the, the, those Google clips of Lakers Showtime is real. So, so I love my squad. You're allowed. You're allowed to love it. I, I, I just we'll, – we'll let the fans decide – Who's better? We'll figure out, you know, platform for that, but we'll put it out there. So four Lakers in total probably should have been five, but four Lakers in total. Who didn't we get? Oh, Kareem. Well, Will Chamberlain was a Laker too for the majority of his career. So I got championship pedigree on this squad. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I think when you start counting championships, we're past toes, man. So I got, you know, magic head for bunch. Magic had five, Jordan had six, Larry Bird had three, KG only had one, but Bill Russell had like 11. <laughs> yeah, he got him when he didn't have to play against him. Everyone else was a foot shorter than him. No, Bill Russell was 6'10". Wilt Chamberlain played then. <laughs> they beat the fucking Lakers every time with Jerry West and Elgin Baylor and fucking Wilt Chamberlain. I, I mean... Let's see, I got Bron's got three. Kobe's got five. Duncan's got five, and Shaq's got four. I don't know if Oscar Robertson – I think they, he won one I think he won with one. Milwaukee with, with Kareem when he was Lou Alcindor. Yeah. Yeah, one. one champ. So we both got our guy that only won one. Garnett really only won one? I guess, yeah. Yeah, with, the, with Boston. Yeah. That's it. You know, those Minnesota teams, they ran into the Lakers. A couple years with, like, with Marbury. trying to think who else was on, like, Wally Zerby. Those those Minnesota teams. Wasn't Cassell on there, too? Sam Cassell. You know, they just – they always ran into the Lakers. That was when Kobe and Shaq were in their prime, so. Yeah, look, no no arguments here. I had KG number two ahead of of the millman and the round mound of rebound myself, so. So – that's all I got. You got anything else? I've got the only guy on a team that's going to win a championship this year, though. He's got a chance. So I think with that, we're going to put this one to a close. At WC Sports Pod, I always forget to do that. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We got some NFL stuff coming soon. Uh, sports are coming back. I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of Premier League. Believe it or not, wow. uh, my boy, my boy, Pulisic uh, on fucking Chelsea, man. Hey, like, he iced. He iced it for my guys, Liverpool. Yo, I, I was watching Chelsea the other night. Chelsea against who did they play? Manchester City. No, it was the game after that. I haven't really paid much attention since my guys clinched it. I forget who they were playing. Uh, you know, it's it's in the FC. It's in the uh, it's it's in one of those the FA Cup or whatever. Oh yeah. So it's all. It was an Arsenal or somebody. It was an Arsenal. Shit, I can't remember who it was. But uh, Pulisic was was the best player. He was the best player on the field. The the, the kid's balance when he his first touch. I mean, he, his feet are like cotton balls, man. Like they just suck. They just suck the ball in. He's twenty one years old. I'm telling you right now. 
We talked about this on our Mount Rushmore episode. That kid is going to be one of the, he'll definitely be the greatest American soccer player of all time. And I think he's going to be, you know, one of these guys that's in the top 15 or 20. Well, think about it in a sport like a uh, sport like golf where Tiger inspired a bunch of guys. And now I don't know if there's a, a young Tiger Woods on PGA tour right now, but there's going to be one better than him one day. I mean, it's bound to happen. Yeah, for sure. So he's going to spawn off, you know, a whole youth that wants to play soccer. Hold on. I want to killing me that I can't remember. Now they, they played today. Jesus. DJ tours back and I've been I've been heavy in that. I did hit a 25 to 1 ticket on DJ on Sunday. My man Dustin Johnson. So gambling's back. I got money to I got money to burn now for the rest of the the bubble here. <laughs> You're amazing. 25 to 1 baby, bankrolled. I have to see who they played because it's it's one of those things where it's driving me. Oh, Leicester City. Oh, okay, Leicester. Leicester, whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. Hey, I, I don't look. They say schedule. I say Leicester, motherfucker. All right. With that, thank you for joining us. We will. Uh, we'll see you soon. Enjoy your lives. Peace. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.